Welcome back to another episode of Ends with Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz. Our executive producer, Sean Moe, is spending some time with family and we'll be hearing from him a little later down in this uh, series, a series that we're kicking off today. And some may call it, Cecile, a little blue, a little raunchy, definitely (laughs) a lot personal at that, right? Yeah, and I'm trying to get really comfortable with that because mm-hmm. I I am the queen of holding my personal life very closely guarded, right. only two close friends. Honestly, the fact that Sean is not here, I feel like if you and I would have been friends when we were teenagers, this is what we would be doing if Do our parents think, were out of town. I, I You know, I've known you for 20 plus years and the topic of sex really never, no. especially it's, you know, two different worlds, gay man, straight woman, married, single at times. Um, it's <laughs> more just, more times than I thought I would be single, but yeah, it's it's just a different thing. And you know, I have some friends that I'm a little more blue with, mm-hmm. and and you, I always have considered you as a sister, <laughs> yeah, as somebody who I respect. Thank so um, I don't know. So <laughs> this is going to be new for me as well. So it's going to be fun to to talk about it. And I'm sure some of our listeners have been in that position. Um, but you know, it's it's talking about it that I mm-hmm. think makes it uh, more normal, right? Makes it a little bit uh, easier to share. And I think we figure out that we share a, a lot more in common. We have a lot more in common than, than that's not, right? true. And and for me, I, I will tell you, as I, I hear myself giggling, and I realize that it's I'm <laughs> in a really uncomfortable spot. And I know part of our commitment, part of my commitment to 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 walking the talk and and living the the, the talk that I that I mm-hmm. very very clearly am open to sharing that I want to change and want to evolve is to put yourself in that really uncomfortable zone um and part of it is also starting from knowledge there is a lot of shit happening around me that I'm not even aware of just vernacular and in the way people date now everybody knows that listens to our podcast that I'm just not probably ever going to do the app maybe I will maybe I won't but it's also in preparation for some guests that we're going to have that I'm super excited yeah. about that are going to help us understand or at least help me understand how multiple generations date um, mm-hmm. because it is different I know you and I come from a different generation even mm-hmm. though straight uh, woman gay man but we are from a certain generation no yeah we're in the same age group and and I think you know coming from Florida with a very conservative Catholic yeah. family, I have certain views uh, on sex as well, and also some shame that can come with it um, as well when you're dealing with with um, yes. you know, being a little different than other people and and having to deal with that and, and holding secrets. And yeah. I've talked about it before, where you kind of compartmentalize your life and you only share certain things with certain people, and definitely not with your family. Mm-hmm. So. And here even, we are sharing. Even, yeah, here we are sharing, <laughs> not just us, and even. So, so for, for people who are not of our generation, for right. millennials and Zs who are not of our generations, we are Xers. We are the senior class of the X generation. Yep. Um, we, we were not even as open about sex with each other um, as this generation is publicly even on a dating mm-hmm. app. So mm-hmm. when I start from the, 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 the grand canyon of chasms between us from that perspective, it, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn from each other. And, and um, as I was thinking about this last night, I was actually super nervous of saying, what am, what am I going to say? And you even said before we started, Cecile, are you sure you're, you're comfortable are you talking? Sure? I know I'm going to be looking away a lot when, when, <laughs> when you discuss certain things, and I probably will too. I know. But that's okay. I know. And, um, you know, um, I'm sure there, there's nothing I'm going to say that uh, 
you haven't heard before, and I'm sure there's nothing you're going to say. But I'm curious, even with girlfriends or sisters, there hasn't been an openness about sex, even in, in, in our generation, as you said? I don't talk about things like this with my sisters. And let me just say this, and I hope that they're not upset because they shouldn't be. We mm-hmm. are very open. I grew up with my father very clearly uh, and openly saying how much he loved my mother and how beautiful my mother was. My father adored my mother. He thought she was the most beautiful, sexy thing on the planet. Mm -hmm. We knew that they were were very attracted to each other. Mm -hmm. My brothers openly gush about their wives and how sexy and and so there's there's not this this very puritan approach at all. We're Hispanic, you know, we're we're raised mm-hmm. that way. But there's one thing about being sexy and telling someone look how beautiful my wife is. My dad would do that to my mom. She would come yeah. out from the bedroom ready to go out and say, uh, "Look son, look how beautiful your mom looks today." And and it would almost yeah. bring me to tears yes. to see Two senior citizens still very much attracted um, to each into other, each other yeah. but the thought of sex <laughs> um, definitely never never crossed our mind. And obviously, I have a sister, so yeah. at least twice there was something <laughs> you, going on. Because you have two nephews, right. right? But it's funny, the last time I was in, in, in Miami, and I don't know if it's just my mom getting older, um, she was talking just about failed marriages and, mm-hmm. and things like that that she has heard of. And then... Um, how after my dad passed, some of her girlfriends tell her that she needs to get back into it and she needs to forget about things and just move forward because, you know, sulking and sadness isn't going to help her. And and she always says, you know, my dad, your dad was, you know, the best and he was wonderful. And he goes, he may have been boring, but you know what? He was very amorous in bed. And oh I, my God, yeah. Juanito, I'm and, shocked. And I'm I nervous. Was, my and, palms are sweating. <laughs> what did you and, say? And I, I just, I just kind of, um, went mm-hmm, and I just let you know I didn't add anything else to that conversation because from my mom's side of yeah. things um, I've never heard uh, her speak like that to me and she was just protecting her relationship with my dad Aww. that they had something special and I do remember just since we're talking about my parents the one time I, I needed a pair of socks um, to go out and I didn't have dress socks and my dad said oh, go into my sock drawer oh, no. and grab a pair of socks oh, no. and I open up and I and I see a box of condoms and I knew what they were even though I was like oh, maybe 12 or 13 and I asked him at the dinner table later which was interesting because today I don't think we're that open talking about mm. stuff um, with, with my with my family but um, I asked hey dad um, I went into the um, your sock drawer and I, and I found this box of of just some, some, and I knew what it was. And he told me they were Alka Seltzers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were around. And you know what? Oh I my God. I let him believe that I, you know. No wonder we're here. No wonder yeah. we're, 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 <laughs> we're squirming about as we're trying to yeah. talk about things that are super yeah. healthy and super natural for us. So for me, I don't talk about it with my sisters in detail. Um, they tell me the same thing. You need to get out there. You need to. Mm-hmm. And I am. Uh, a, a very sexual person, but I'm also a serial monogamist. Yeah. I have never... And that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, and I pass no judgment for... Yeah. I have friends who who have no problem having multiple partners and everyone is consent, consenting and it's yeah. great and they have a very healthy attitude about that. But for me, and everyone is asking me to change. You've got to change. you just got to get out there. How at... You know, I'm in my 50s. How do right. I 
how do I say I am now going to not only do something that's uncomfortable at this age to go out and date, but then I'm also going to go completely the other way and do something that I was never comfortable doing. But I got to tell you, I don't want to live like a nun anymore. Right. I don't. Well, and part of being um, part of society today is to embrace technology, to embrace apps, to embrace uh, ways to meet people. Um, at least, you know, when it came to 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 me meeting um, guys in the past, um, it used to be that there were AOL chat rooms where you would mm -hmm. chat with people. And then eventually you maybe would give out your phone number and then maybe you would... Now it's so much more, you know, it's it's geographically um, based. Yeah. You, you can find people near you. Um, I mean, I'm in a relationship now and I'm very happy with it. And um, I couldn't see myself going back into that. But the fact that it's there, I have used it in the past. I talked about mm -hmm. it in our last podcast, how I'd, I've traveled to different countries mm -hmm. and would use that uh, to meet others. And it was a good thing, but there was a little bit of shame attached to it at first. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't show your face or you wouldn't give your real name. Just like think back meeting somebody at a bar. Some people might have had a bar name or, or a fake name that they would. Well, would see, I don't even understand that. Yeah. I never even did that. So I got a, I got a confession, which I know it's going to make you blush. It's going to make me blush. Okay, go so, ahead. Uh, so <laughs> in preparation, and I know you're going to call BS on that, but in preparation for this, I thought, okay. I was, you know, I live alone, so I thought, okay, I am going to, I am going to watch, uh, I'm going to, on, on, I can't even say it, a porn movie, because, you know, they have all those channels. <laughs> a porn. <laughs> a porn. And I clicked, because there's all kinds of, on DirecTV, and I couldn't even get to it, Juan. There are so many options. There's acronyms that I don't even understand. Yeah. And I was afraid to click, because I thought, what if this is something that's really shocking to me? So... Then I thought, well, I'm not ready for that. So Well, and cable porn, I think, is a little softer. Because when I was in Florida, oh my God. I kind of scanned my mom's... Um, oh, my God. Don't tell me there was something in her well, history. No, because okay. it's, it's the I cable company that, that she oh, okay. um, subscribes to. Also includes some adult titles that are mm -hmm. pay-per-view. And there was a lot of lesbian... Um, action going on on that for, for wow. whatever reason on that playlist wow. so look there's something for everybody I think that perhaps what you're not going to see is super hardcore but thank God for that you know not ready for that you're not ready for I'm that. not I'm not I'm not yeah. even in the minor leagues yet right. I'm, I'm not even at the ballpark see, porn, I don't even know the address well porn you know for both I think straight and 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 gay men and women um can skew your like I remember when I was a very young man somebody handed me a VHS tape of my first gay porn um, movie, and, and it was so aggressive. It was it was very it was like a jail scene. You know, jail. Oh, wow. You know, it was uh, situated in a jail, and the sex was rough, and it was very did, alpha beta. Did that and, scare you? And did it that scared me? It just looked so painful. Everything looked painful to me, <laughs> and I just was like, "Is this me? Is this not me?" It was, you know, confusing. So, porn can. You know, especially when it's so taboo. Yeah. And literally, we're passing around one VHS tape yeah. amongst each other. Now you can just Google it, and there's, like what you said, there's something for every taste. Yeah, I can there. go from Nat Geo channel to, you know, <laughs> something MILFs and something or other, Milf, and yeah. I don't yeah. know what. And, and it was just, like, that was just too much nature for me. Did I, you find <laughs> out what MILF meant? Um. Yes, I had to think about right. it. Yes, I, I, and I, that's for people or, or men, women who enjoy older women, mothers. I'd like to uh, yes spend time with yes the F part <laughs> the F part of the spending part, which you know yeah 
is an alternative to fun, <laughs> which then again puts me into then the, the, the whole situation of, oh, you got to date a 30-year-old. I don't want to date a 30-year-old. Right. But you know what? There are women, and we know women uh, that enjoy having a younger lover. Cher came out very publicly with her new younger lover. Madonna now has a younger lover. She was wearing a T-shirt recently at the really? uh, announcement of her new celebration tour that said boyfriend. She kissed this guy on 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 video, too. So there's nothing wrong with it. I think, again, by, by these women and women in general, I mean, yes, you don't want a 30-year-old maybe for a, a long-term relationship, but I know you're probably not okay with just a... No. A Mr. Right Now versus a Mr. Right Now. No, no. I don't know how to do a Mr. Right Now. Look, let's just start. Let's just set the scene. Going out on a date, for me, the way I know how to date Mm -hmm. is we ask a lot of questions. We get to know each other. I, I, I... There are steps. Yes, I connect with your values. You connect Mm -hmm. with my values. I think about, is this somebody that I'd like to introduce to my family? How would my friends, you know, how would he mix with my friends? Would I want to spend time with them? All of these questions that I'm sure back in my day when we were dating, Mm -hmm. remember there was at one point, um, would this person be in your lifeboat or something like that? Do you remember that? Uh, the questions that girls should ask if that's the if that's really someone you should be dating. Or on a desert island or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, that doesn't even seem to be part of the realm of what you ask. Right now, I think what you ask is, is how fle- I don't know how flexible are you? You know what medications you're on? Have when was the last <laughs> time you took penicillin? I don't know. I, I mean, because it's all about one act. Not that there's anything wrong with right. it, because it's fun, right? It's fun, and you know, I'm not a nun in that part of my life, right? But it doesn't mean that I. Well, as we get older too, right? The subjects you're going to be talking about are a little um, different than when you're young. And everything sounds like, you know, very superficial, right? A great friend of the podcast, Ashley, said, you know, back in the day, we used to ask, what's your number? You know, meaning, and that had a lot of shame for girls. What's, what, and that used to be, what's the number of partners you've been with? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. men wanted it to be high, girls wanted it to be low, and that, but now. And everybody was just BSing each other? Is, what, is that what you're saying? Because. It mattered. What I'm saying is back then it yeah. mattered. Now it doesn't matter. Who would ask that? Yeah, I don't think anybody When you would send ask a that. a dick pic as part of hi my name is Bob. Yeah. Are you really going to have some consternation over the yeah. fact that the girl has had a lot of sexual partners? And what's interesting, I've heard from both men and women on sites that um those dick pics come up pretty soon in the conversations. Yes. Um, before you know it, you're seeing, you know, there, there's no more of that mystery, right? That yeah. you were you're saying when you would date somebody, there was that first date where maybe it ended with a hug or a handshake, and then maybe date two is the kiss. Maybe date three is that's hold the hands. romance. Maybe, that's yeah. the gooey. That's the that's yeah. what you sit home and think about. And yeah. for me, but, the the anticipation, uh-huh. the expectation. If every day was Christmas, then why would Christmas be right. special? But don't you think also it's a good way to, like, I would want to kiss someone before taking it any further you know what i mean because there may be absolutely no chemistry in that kiss and you know for sure there's just friend vibes or or there's just no connection at all and you move on versus drawing it out and doing the handshake and doing the kiss on the cheek and doing the this and that um Nowadays, it's like you go right to, you know, third base or whatever that's considered. <laughs> I don't now. think they even play even... baseball, Juan. 
I don't think it's that yeah. there are no more bases. Yeah. It's just and home I'm runs. Okay with that. And, I, and I've been there and I've done that. And grand slams. Yeah. I don't and know. Grand slams. Whatever the yeah. hell the new terminology is, yeah. which we're going to get to in one of our podcasts because, you know, I think I need to get conversant on that before yeah. I even try and have conversations. But you're right. How do you, uh, you know. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely okay with it. I've been that third base, first date type of guy. And Juan. oh no, you I'm gonna blush. <laughs> no, no, don't blush. And you know what? Um, there's been times where, yeah, you know, you want to see this um, person again, or or you don't. In the case of the relationship that I'm in now, it was one of those situations where we met the first night. It was very intense. We had an intense weekend together, and we're almost going on four years now, Aww. which is unbelievable, right? And, but see, uh, that's the fantasy they sell to you. That that's is the what fantasy, they tell you is going to happen. Unusual, yeah. And I've got to tell you, yeah. we women, we buy it, especially women like me that are st- stupidly diehard romantics. We buy yeah. that hook, line, and sinker. Well, I really didn't think there would be more other than maybe that weekend. Right? And you would have been okay with that. And I would have been okay with that. But we came back. We wanted to see each other again. The pandemic happened. We were locked in together. And I think that was good for me. I mentioned this before. I was very comfortable being single in a world full of distractions where I didn't have mm. to focus on anyone in particular. I'm busy. I'm busy with work. I'm busy with myself. I'm busy with friends. Um, with this situation, by cutting out all those distractions and it was just us and, and work because I was mm-hmm. still working during the pandemic, it made me focus. It made me realize that... Um, there was an intimacy there that I hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. I'm at least in recent years, because I've mm-hmm. been single since about the end of 2008 oh my gosh, till 2019, and very content at it as, as well. I was traveling, I was meeting friends, I was meeting, you know, I was, I felt like I didn't lack in physical intimacy or in emotional intimacy, meaning I'd have that familial connection with you and other friends mm-hmm. um, for that part of my life, and if I needed sex, I could find it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that is for me, there are two tracks in life that never converge. I don't know how to get them to converge. What are those? Sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy are okay to be on separate parallel tracks. Okay. And they, well, you said you cannot. I cannot. For you, they're together. They come together. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, not that I want to have sex with you, Juanito, because I love no, you like a brother. No, no, but I'm I saying yes. I can't, I can't, um, I cannot imagine myself having real intimacy with someone without having an emotional connection. Right. Listen, the mechanics of sex, a woman doesn't even have to be present, you know, right. for a man to have sex. And I would argue that a lot of women right. are not present when right. they're having sex sometimes, especially if it's bad sex, but that's a different conversation. Anyhow, uh, I digress. Um, but for me, um, maybe it's the act that for a woman, there's an, there's an invasion, there's an intrusion that we are allowing you in our bodies. Correct. Well, and not only that, but I have read that during the act of sex, especially for the women, there is that oxytocin. Of course. The connection course. hormone. Co- the does, love hormone. That does happen, the love hormone. So there is more of that emotional connection. You want to Biochemical connect, connection. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I can see that, and I'm sure for some men it does happen. Uh, but, you know, um, men have always been kind of allowed to be this um, seed spreader. This, yeah. you're a man, go go sow your oats. Yeah. Whereas a woman... Um, and, I, and I'm trying to 
I, that's what I'm spending time mm-hmm. trying to unpack in my own mind. Am I this way because I've been nurtured and socialized to be this way? And if so, do I want to keep being that way? Does it serve me? Whose values are And can you change? Because if that's yeah. just your DNA and the way that you are. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm exploring, is it really the way that I am, is this my true natural construct or Mm -hmm. has this been a construct that I've been put into by the sheer fact that I was, that I'm a woman of a certain generation of a certain culture born in a certain society? Because here's the what, as Americans, we are far more uh, puritanical in our views of sex than Europeans are. And we think we're so free, but we're not. We place a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. We place a lot of, um, uh, ideology and and theology and good versus bad and good girl versus bad girl around it that whether we might even consciously think about it or not we do we as women put all that pressure so I I, I, I of course I always go to the the intellectual side of things but I'm I, I'm spending time thinking am I am I can I not converge those two paths because of the way I was brought up to to believe that I am a good girl yeah or is it because that's truly the way innately that brings me the most passion and satisfaction well, and you're also a professional woman who can fend for herself provide for herself doesn't need a, a roommate or a friend mm-hmm. or a, a boyfriend or a lover to to survive in a city like los angeles so when you do have that and i think i was in, in that position too i'm a self-supported individual never have had a roommate mm-hmm. um me I neither lived with my parents in college, so I left the house at 24, almost 25 years old. Um, I wanted that independence, I wanted that solitude, and I was very much okay with it. So I think by having that also, um, for you, the, the 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 need just to, to exist doesn't uh, require you to hook up with somebody or to be with somebody. True, but I'm still a woman, Juan, and yeah. I still feel loneliness, and I still feel sensory deprivation Mm -hmm. i still feel the the absence of a touch and not a touch from you know my you know my family you know all my nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. you know me the first thing you do when you walk in the door i hug and i kiss you right but i still miss that that touch of 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 a lover or the touch of the person that you love because it's different of course it's it's different and i think about how would i put myself back out there i mean at at this after being in a relationship for so many years, almost two decades, mm-hmm. getting naked in front of another man. And you know me, I get, I, I don't, right. I'm not shy getting right, right. undressed anywhere. I, you know, I sunbathe nude in my backyard. Yeah. Um, so with all that said, Cecile, and you're also, you know, you do, uh, we've talked a lot about your dancing and, mm-hmm. and how much you enjoy that. And a lot of the outfits you wear are very form fitting, <laughs> very sexy, very tight. And you're also, um, kind of on display right when you're performing yeah. a lot of a lot of men get to see you do you ever get any i don't want to say action but any interest from some of the guys there and i only ask this because i've mentioned my mom goes to these uh-huh. karaoke nights with with the uh, you know 80 year old ladies and my mom gets hit on by younger men who want to just dance with her and she doesn't she's like nope oh. nope she she pushes them away so i'm curious i mean if an 84 year old is getting some action, at least, you know. <laughs> You're not going to like my answer, I, I want to know, <laughs> um, you know, 
can, can you can you figure out what's happening? Like if somebody does approach you in a in a different manner than just hey, let's dance a song, that they might be interested. Uh, well, um, because that's I mean, you're we talk about putting yourself out there. You are out there. You are in social settings. You do meet people. You go to the gym. You um, well, spend that, a lot of time at the dance studio. Yeah. Um, I mean, I met a lot of uh, nice guys at the gym. I met them a lot, uh, a lot uh, at a country western line mm-hmm. dancing place. I talked about that. I enjoyed line dancing for a while, so I put myself out there, and it kind of like the the meeting friends mm-hmm. kind of just happened as a byproduct of it. So I'm wondering if you've had a situation like that um, since you do go out. Well, I think that in your in your first question, and then your secondary question was the answer to your first question. And unfortunately, I'm here to tell you that your mom probably gets hit on way more than I do. So I gotta, you <laughs> She's know, a beautiful lady. She so is yeah, a beautiful yeah, lady. Yeah. So, so are you? But you yes. know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I, we th- I think we need to bring John Salamparis, our favorite uh, therapist, back on the show yeah. to figure out why an 80 plus year old is getting hit on more than I. Well, am. as we were just talking earlier, some of these older men would like a lady to take care of them. You know mm. what I mean? And my mom is doing okay. And um, Oh, I see. You know okay, I, mean? I was afraid what you were so saying. We were what just you mean? talking about yeah. earlier about not needing a, a roommate to survive. Some of these men perhaps need a little help no, as I they know. get older. I, yeah. I cannot. I cannot be. I will. I cannot be the shrinking violet. I cannot, you right. know, we were taught that as, as young girls. Oh, men like to take care of women. Men want to be the, the, the hero. Listen. Or date respetar, you know, like. Yeah, give yourself the give respect. Give yourself respect so that they respect date you. Date respeto is what we date, were taught. Yeah, which basically is like putting a hand out to somebody and saying, uh, yeah. do not approach. Yeah, right? you know, I, look, I would love to have uh a Superman come flying in my life, cape and all. I would love a, a, a knight in shining armor mm-hmm. to come strolling in my life. However, what I need from Superman is not to save my world. I don't need the knight to kill the bad guy. I need the Superman to rock my world and the knight to be part of my world. And compliment you. Which and is compliment what me. Looking for which now. I would think is, a, is like, oh, that's a really good offer. But... Um, if we're still stuck in these stereotypes of, of women, then unfortunately we're, we're, we're spinning around each other. We're not really connecting. So no, I right. don't get hit on. I do. It was funny. I think I mentioned it before. Or uh, do you not notice you're being hit on? Okay. So That's... I, okay. So if Sean, our executive producer was here, he would say that the reason why I don't get hit on is because I put off a, you know, get the F away from me vibe, which maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe. I but then I that. argue, if if you don't have the balls to approach me, then don't. Right. You do you and I do me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe I need to soften a little bit on that. I don't, these are the things but I need to you? think about. I think like you said, it's not I, you, I don't it's see me. you as a shrinking violet either. No. So to be coy and, and, and no. hope the man comes and asks you to dance no. is not your thing. No. Because if that's what I'm going to have to do, if I'm always going right. to have to go, oh, my God, oh, my God, come and hold my hand. Yeah. If that's what I'm going to have to do, <laughs> then I'm going to have to do that throughout my entire right. relationship. And that's not me. Can you use what you apply to business? Can you apply it to your personal life, maybe? Because you're a dynamo in business. People come to you for advice. But that's what I am doing. I'm just mm-hmm. being me. Do you think right. I'm any different? Maybe I'm less, you know, sharing about what I watch on TV at night in business, but I use the same vernacular. 
right? Mm-hmm. I, I talk mm-hmm. the same way. I have the same intensity. Maybe I'm not, I don't giggle as much with my Wall Street clients, but I am. But that's business. I know. You know? I, I Listen, I don't know. Is there a course out there that I could take where it says, calm your ass down and you know, be normal? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't get hit on, Juan. I don't. Or maybe I don't know. Or maybe I don't notice it. Maybe that's what it Either is. Either you don't notice it. People assume you're already taken, which is another thing. Because that would happen to me a lot, mm. too, is um, especially um, with certain families. If, if I would um, get brought as a date to a family event, mm-hmm. you know, my date's family, um, they they would know I'm on TV. They know I, I drove a nice car or, or I had been in Los Angeles for a long time. And then the next question is, so why are you single? What's wrong? Almost almost like what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Because you're kind of covering the the five bases that we kind of look for in a mm-hmm. successful person, mm-hmm. which is house, job, car, wife and kids. It would be, you know, yeah. if, if you were if you were going down that road. Uh, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I know that. People make assumptions. I, I, I think I told you that it was really funny. My my last dance partner, who uh, is a very handsome individual, unbeknownst to me, everyone in the studio thought that I was having a this raging relationship with him. And I, uh-huh. and every and I was shocked to find that out. And people say, "Well, Cecile, the way you guys dance," and I said, "Well, hello, it's Latin yeah. dances. It's supposed to be very passionate." That's the other thing I do hear from people, though. Is Cecile? I didn't approach you because you're so intense. Okay. That's, I, I can see that. I can, I, like, I can't come up to your speed or your energy. I can see that. Well, you're intense. You, the way you dance, mm-hmm. like I feel like the times <laughs> that you've danced with me, you've had to like <laughs> kick it down a few notches because I'm just, you know, not that well practiced <laughs> as of late. Oh, um, I think you're a great so, dancer. No, but you know what I mean. I, if if I lose practice, I lose practice. So so maybe it's something like that. Maybe know, that's but, what it is. And I and I know But you don't I, want to bring yourself down either. Why? Why do I have to change me to make room for you? Right. Men don't do that. Right. I love you now change, right? No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I want to be loved just the way I am, but first let me edit the way I am because it clearly is making you uncomfortable. Yeah. I think in in my business, in my personal life, I I know we've talked about this before is when I stopped giving a shit as much about what people thought of me, um, how I looked at work or how I performed at work, everything seemed to fall more into place for me where when I stopped worrying about Mm -hmm. um, validation, the validation came. You know what I mean? It's um, And in my personal life too, I wasn't looking. I remember that first morning after uh, when we went to breakfast and um, my partner asked me, my now partner asked me, he's like, well, what are you looking for? I'm like, oh, here comes that question. This is usually the there is no second date question based on my answer. <laughs> and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to be true to myself, and I'm going to say, I'm expect I I'm not I'm not looking for anything. I'm good. I'm good, right? And I thought, well, that may have just killed it. And then the next question was, um, are you interested in having children? And I said, okay, now this is definitely going to be the the kill question. The, the, the knife in the heart or whatever, the, the nail on the coffin. I said, I'm a great uncle. I love being an uncle. I have, I'm, I'm a 50 plus year old guy. I was 51 or two when I met him. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, interested in being a dad, but I'm a great uncle and he's also an uncle. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that worked out. But um, I was true to myself and look, here we are. Yeah, happy, wonderful. Happy, and and we love him. He's great. Slowly. I changed slowly, and I think he changed me uh, for good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a good way. So. so I guess 
really happy we're doing these these segments. Really yes. happy to 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 learn from the guests that we're going to have. We're going to have some mm-hmm. great guests, different generations, different modalities of love mm-hmm. and relationship and engagement, different yeah. stages of their life, different professions and uh, different gender, LGBTQ, yeah. well, and everything else in between. What, uh, a young straight man, like what is a straight man and a straight woman? What what is the dating situation like uh, for them? Younger than us, you know yes. what I mean. And how and do they go about it? Um, how does it work? What uh, dating at work? How's that? How's that going on? And I would love to understand from a nine non-binary person how mm-hmm. they see lo- love, because I think that that's probably going to give me a different perspective. Because that is someone looking at love beyond gender, right? Just love for its sake, and maybe I can learn something from that. Because although I know that I want to. I love love. I, 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 I believe that sharing your life as a woman or a man or as an individual with another individual who you reserve a certain part of yourself right. just to them mm-hmm. is the way to live your life, especially the last chapters of your life. And right. I don't want to give up on that yet. Right. So I, I am looking for, uh, for answers in all the right mm-hmm. places, I hope, and can't wait to, to learn from these, um, from our guests, I think that I need to prepare myself because I don't know what they're going to say. So I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to turn red. To and, it, right? Because yes. you're going to learn a lot from them, and their reality, their their day to day may be very different to us, but it's what I the want it to be different. Are, are doing. I know me. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about someone else. I want to be better mm-hmm. by understanding the way others love and take care of themselves better. So what I'm hearing here, Cecile, and I'm very glad to hear is here you are. You've had boyfriends in the past. I remember Mm -hmm. you mentioned someone who lived up near uh, the hillsides of Mm -hmm. Hollywood, right? I've met both your husbands Mm -hmm. and uh, now a veteran of two divorces. Uh, Nothing to be ashamed of. You are still looking ahead to what's next and finding love perhaps Perhaps. Um, I, I have not been for three years. And I, I think it's it's really just opening myself up because I have a choice. And I know that I don't want to be alone. I know that I, I I believe in sharing my life. I believe that it, that is the best way to go through life is sharing your life, it's especially this stage of a life or just a most intimate part of my life with someone that I love in a way that I don't love anybody else. And so um, I'm excited to do that. And I, I'm also excited. To, to say that we have in the studio Ashley Hall, a producer, marketer extraordinaire, who has actually been taping this podcast. So because we're going to start putting some video content out there, and and wow, what a way to to launch that piece of it in such a such a heady topic. So Ashley, thank you for joining us, and and uh, thank you for being part of this uh, this program. No, thank you so much for having me on, and and thank you for uh, letting me be a part of this journey with you guys. I. I'm really excited and I can't wait for everybody else to see some of the footage we captured today. Yeah, so what do you think about this topic, Ashley? You're a different generation. You're a millennial. Yes, so I, to be honest, Cecile, after hearing your thoughts and where you are as a professional woman, I have to say for a lot of my friends, Mm -hmm. especially female, you know, single friends who are also professionals, what you guys are all looking for is not, you know, yes, you may be separated by generation, Mm -hmm. but what you're looking for is actually not altogether that different. So I'm excited for next week and the guests that'll be on and everybody will get to see kind of at the human center Mm -hmm. what we all have in common. But then what is separated by generation or 
cultural background. So I'm excited. Well, that makes me, that does make me feel better. And, and that's why we want to talk about it and we want to get perspective from other people because to your point, Ashley, it is, it is part of what we all seek. It's part of what makes us great and makes us sad and makes us whole. And, uh, hopefully what, uh, the love and the glue that binds us together. And uh, I can't wait to explore. I know you have a list of topics and a list of of, <laughs> of, of words that I need to learn. So I, I would love to get them before the podcast so I can, uh, first of all, you know, get the, get the embarrassment out of the way. But uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support. And Juanito, I can't wait to, to learn more together. And we're going to start off by not calling them a porn. Okay? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, so much to learn. So, so much to learn and, and excited to do it. And I promise to not blush as often as I do. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one, because above all else, you matter.